In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out, you ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court, they already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for like LeBron's last year, this year, next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be dead. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. All the smoke. Day two, Las Vegas in-season tournament. Uh, yesterday, we had a good day. Today, we started off with a good one. Mm-hmm. We was just talking before camera. Like, I, I was thinking, like, where the fuck this dude go? Like, he was hooping <laughs> for a handful of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, you got to Google, like, where's Marcus Aldridge at? Like, He's you somewhat mean? picking, popping the nigga to death. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, very your resume, man. Seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, over 20,000 career points, uh, number three scoring Blazer history, number one rebounder. And then, again, you kind of could just step away. But I also learned you're, you're doing some ambassador work with the NBA, uh, taking trips around the world and getting to speak and, and host camps, but also enjoy the process. So what's – life after basketball been like for you? Y'all know, like your first year, it's like you confused. I'm like, what's next? I want to still hoop. You know what I'm saying? Like you wake up like, I'm lost a little bit. So I think for me, it was more like, shit, let's figure this shit out. Let's kind of like move around. NBA hit me up and I was just like, man, I don't want to do that. Like my personality is more like, I want, you know, I'm more chill. They were like, well, just do one trip. You'll be good to go. So I did Spain and Man, that shit was dope, man. I went over there and shit on the beach. and You know, like the vibe is crazy. So did that one trip and then now, man, I just be doing that. So it's like traveling the world, going to like different places and just talking to people, hosting camps and stuff. Explain your, the end of your career. So you 
you stopped playing. Confusing as fuck, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> you stopped playing, came back, played, stopped, then retired. Explain the process, and obviously we're, we're supposed to get to it later, but I just kind of want to open up with it because we had a friend here who's here but not here yeah. that had a similar heart condition that you had, yeah. and I was literally with him when he died on the court. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was able to come back to life, so obviously we know how serious that is, but break down kind of the end of your career. Yeah. So did Bonzi as well. Yeah. Shit. So, obviously, I was diagnosed with it in 20, uh, 2006 when I was drafted, passed out in the game, so then they took me to the hospital. I found out I had it. <clears throat> had like two or three procedures done, so I went a minute with no issues. Signed with the Spurs. This one was kind of quiet. It, it came out, but it was more like, the, you know, more quiet. It came back again. So then they said I was out indefinitely for like so a week. So when you came back, like you passed out or you just were feeling different? Yeah, like you pass out. It's kind of weird. And it's like, it's kind of like catch 22 because it's like as you get in better shape, the symptoms get worse, oh, which man. don't make sense, right? Because right. you're supposed to work out to get better. But it's kind of like, so my shit can slow down too, too much, like when I'm out of rhythm and I can pass out. So, you know, as you get in better shape, your shit goes slower and slower. You know what I'm saying? So I was passing out. So... I was in, in camp, had a little issue, so then we got that fixed. So then fast forward to the end, I got the vaccine, played the one game in Chicago, I felt terrible. Like my heart rate was like racing, it was going too slow, like it was just off. So then I went home that night and then we had a back-to-back -back with the Lakers. So then I played again and like the whole thing with my heart is like, if I'm, in the, if I'm out of rhythm, I'm about to pass out. If you run, your shit's supposed to straighten up, so then you're good to go. It was the first time I was running and my stuff wouldn't straighten up. It was still going slow. It was it was like weird so you to be. you feel it as you're running. Yeah, so don't like you're supposed right. to be at like 100 and some, you know, beats and you're at like 60. And like, how is that even possible? So like, I, I just didn't feel right. So I go home that night, laying down and like my shit was getting so slow. I, I just kept passing out over and over. And I'm like, I'm more chill and I grew up poor. So it's like, you kind of like got to figure some shit on your own. So. I was like, just, just, just get through the night and I'll be good. So the whole night I'm laying there thinking I'm about to die. So then I called the trainer like 6 a.m. Like, I can't take it no more. Go to the hospital. Like they check me out. And then I kind of get out of the rhythm and like they, you know, keep me in the hospital or whatever. So then like for me, I was shook because I had just signed with Brooklyn. I didn't trust their, not trust. I didn't know the training staff. Mm -hmm. I didn't know their doctors. So I was like, I got to go home and like figure this shit out. So I go home to my doctor. He was like, I wouldn't risk it. Like, mm. was that the first time a doctor told you? I yeah, every other doctor was like, you're good, you're good, you're good. Shit. And he was like, I studied you when you were here for five years, and I've never seen you do this shit. So he was like, you got kids, man. Like, I wouldn't risk. It. So the team is telling me you're gonna be good, which we all know how that shit go. Not, not, not talking down on anybody. Yeah, that's just how it, how it is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I go to him, and we have more of like a, you know, right, a real like, bond. Exactly. So. He's like, I wouldn't risk it, bro. Like, I've never seen this happen to you before. You've been here five years. So the team's calling me and calling me and calling me. And I'm just like listening to him. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to be that that dude that has a patch and then you don't think about him no more. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? I'm done. So I called him and I'm like crying emotionally. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, then, so then I retire and like it, it goes crazy or whatever. I kind of like duck off and high, like, you know, like normal. Mm -hmm. And then, so then. My doctor hit me up like, hey, if you really want to try this again, let's spend the whole summer putting you through every test I can put you through, running, you know. I don't want to lose where we're, so this is the beginning of the season you retire? And you yeah. go through the whole season, then that next, that, that following summer the doctor hit you again? I retired towards the end, if you okay. remember, because the, that's when KD needed the shot from oh, a that, teammate. Yeah, that's right. And I said, if I was there, man, that's my uh -huh. chance to win the ring, because uh -huh. he's needed, because, you know. Right. Nobody mm -hmm. could make a shot that game, and that's what I do. So mm -hmm. 
that's when I retired towards the end when they were playing against Shamanis and you know, uh -huh. and his foot was on the line. It's on the line, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I was sick because I'm right. like, this is my opportunity. And they don't come often, as y'all right. know. Yeah, yeah. So I go home to that. And then that, that following summer. Okay. So were you still kind of around the team or you were at home at this time? No, I went home. Okay. Like so as soon as it happened, like it's kind of funny. I packed all my shit up and like I got on the jet and I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. So I didn't have to go back and get nothing because I was just like, I don't want to die. You know what I'm saying? So. Went home and you know handled that shit. You know, mom's all shook and yeah. everybody's blowing me up. So anyway, he hit me up that summer and was like, "If you really want to play again, like let's do it the right way. Let's spend the next two to three months putting you through every test, and then let's go back in. You know, uh, you know, through your groin and like let's look at your heart and then make sure everything looks right." So I said, "All right, I'll do it." So I did every test possible and I passed all of them. And he was like, "Even if this happened again, I'm confident that you won't die. Obviously, you can't say 100 percent." But I think from what I, everything I've looked at, like you'll be good to go. So I went through the whole summer, got approved. Had to go through the NBA. To, it was a long ass process, bro. Cause you know, the NBA, they don't want you dying either, obviously, but they don't want that liability. So then they put me through a whole nother ringer of like shit, 10, 12 tests, passed all that shit. So then it was like, okay, now where do you want to go? Like I'm back cleared to play. And then I had the option of Boston or, or uh, Brooklyn. And I'm like, well, shit, I was with Brooklyn. That shit was love. Like, easy shots with Kevin. You know what I'm saying? Like, James, you know, hit me with the lot. So it was like, I'm going to go back there. And then it was just a whole different that's season. The that's the trade. That's when right? everything just blew the fuck up. You go back there, finish out. How many, how many games you play that season? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't even remember, bro. That was a frustrating season. Shit, maybe like 25, 30. Okay. Because then uh Claxton who starts now started to play really good mm -hmm. so then they kind of put me to the back burner a little bit because I couldn't switch could switch I don't want to get into this shit mm -hmm. I could switch you just gotta have some you know like somebody behind you yeah. but anyway right. but anyway so then I, I didn't really play towards the end and then that was it damn so how many years when it's all said and done 16. <sighs> you made the right choice bro yeah. that's a lot I mean like I said like your whole life, this is what you want to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and to get this early on and, and, and be able to fight through it and still do what you do, accomplish what you accomplished, and then at the end having someone tell you, like, I don't know, but you still have that fire burning and wanting to play, and then he kind of gets your hopes down, like, okay, maybe you're right, and then he starts your fire again, like, let's go through all this testing, and then yeah. you go back, and then the Brooklyn Nets explode. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that team <clears> – <throat> That's arguably one of the di most disappointing teams that ever came together. Yeah. When you think about the top three guys and then also having someone like you, and you know blood. what I mean, on top of that. Yeah. I mean, on paper, that team was incredible, but the fact that nothing ever kind of came from it and to, to, to hear your point of view now and what that championship, you know, how that, how that, how that could have happened. It could have been a lot I mean? for that me. Shit is, yeah, Giannis, right. Giannis don't step on the Kyrie feet. It's a whole different ball uh, game. I don't remember the play, but speaking of that, but you were on the Spurs team say, with Golden State when Zaza got Kawhi, right? That was my, that was my first chance to really get yeah. a ring. Yeah, and we were rolling that game. Fucking was rolling, like up like 26, yep. first half rolling. He go down and that shit, that shit turned quick too. It's hard, bro. As y'all yeah, know, never get back to that point. But, 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 I mean, obviously, that's just the basketball side. You're dealing with the life side on top of trying right. to get what everyone's trying to get on the basketball side, too. Yeah. You came in in the mid-2000s up until 2020, and um, you've seen a lot of the game. What do you think the state of the game is right now? I'm confused, man, because I feel like the money is going up and up because the fans want to see up and down, up and down. But I came in when it was a physical ass game. You had to earn everything. Inside 
Zebo and Rasheed Wild. You know what I'm saying? Tim was, yeah, you got all these guys where you had to go get it. And it's like, now you can't really touch anybody. So I'm not mad that it's getting where it's getting, but I'm just confused on if I like, you know what I'm saying? Like the style of play at times, like everybody shooting threes and just running up and down. I like when you had to, po like, I love Denver. Cause like he's touching the fucking ball every time. And I feel like that's what we got. I think if he can win two or three more championships, it's then it's gonna- It's a copycat league, it'll it, shift back there that you go. way. That's mm -hmm. what we need. Mm -hmm. Steph messed it up. Yeah. Steph changed the shit. Yeah. We need somebody else dominant down low to like bring it back. That's Guards what. don't even post up no more. Man, like that's what I'm saying. Like, and I I came in in that era. I watched y'all and everybody in that mm -hmm. era. So it's like that's how I'm trained to think. Right. Is like one motherfucker's down low. Now you got everybody on the perimeter. So it's just different for me to process. Mm. You you walk in this game right now. Young LA, what you averaging? <laughs> Shoot. And th this game, you can't be touched. I, I think high twenty, close to thirty. Like and this, and <laughs> yeah. Now you being arrogant because I feel like, like you can't touch me. I'm gonna face up every time. You yeah. average mid twenties and and when we was bumping the ground. Exactly. So, of course, so if you can't touch yeah. me, right. I'm shooting all day. So close to thirty for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I I would say more because you got guys. You know, guys getting triple doubles in the first half. Like it's crazy. It is. It's, it's more fifty-point games right now this exactly. early in the season than any time in the NBA. And people averaging ab <laughs> than above any time, 30. bro. And people averaging above thirty. He's right. Multiple people you used to give fifty. To everybody be like he got fifty. Ooh. Damn, he was balling. Now it's you, you see fifties all the time. It's another day now. Yeah. I mean, it's no knock on no. the player skills. It's not a different skill levels. It's, yeah. it's a different type of defense and, and attention and, and points of emphasis for the league. You know, the league wants to see scoring. Like if you think about it, it, it to me it makes sense because you know obviously I, I coach my kids and they're coming up in this new generation. But if you're thinking about it from a, pan, a fan's perspective, I don't really want to see if I'm just a fan an 89-92 game because now a lot of people just watch highlights. You know what I mean? So to see that the score 89, 92, you're like, like what happened? But then you see these 130s to 127 with hella threes and dunks mm -hmm. and that's what continues to grow the game. But, if you, but when you come from our era, it's just like, we all hung, we hung our hats on defense. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. And you were someone that did on both sides of the ball. So it's just like, it's a little bit of, but like you said, you understand where it's going. It's just not the same shit we grew up in. It, it just don't feel the same. I want to ask y'all, do y'all feel like next 10 years the league's going to transition to more like european players than american players well they're already doing that because the game doesn't change so much where it's game. more tailored to them now but than it's, us. But it's, it's, it's not it's tailored to them but the motherfuckers just better than our players bro yeah. it's just it, they more just skilled, better smarter read yeah the game. they coming over here and dominate yeah, as soon true. as they get it they just better luca make it look too easy bro I went to the game in Dallas where he was hitting a jump hook three for like, bro, it's just too easy. They just better, bro. For some yeah. reason, they just better. Yeah. Who's the best player in the world of you right now? I gotta say, Jokic because I mean he just won and it, I mean he didn't win MVP, but we all know how they go. Yeah, but bro, like everybody watch social media. The man didn't shoot a basketball all summer, bro, and right. he came back and he and he like dominating. Like, come on, like we in the gym all summer just like getting our shit ready. This dude didn't touch a basketball. Mm -hmm. Do it show that he's that good, or is the NBA that different? I, I don't know, but but bro, we watched him like he raced horses or something, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> bro. And was dancing on. And was dancing. Yeah. And was traveling and partying. Yeah. He came back and they won like the first what ten games or something. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's, it's probably three guys in the league that actually make him work. Like he have to worry about it, you know what I'm saying? Like Embiid, yeah. somebody like that, Rudy Gobert, somebody that actually can give him problems. But every, yeah. most of his nights are easy nights, bro. Triple double by yeah, easy nights. Yeah, that's crazy. And he doing it 
in ten different ways. Yeah. Threes, pump fakes, post ups, runners, one elbow legged. jumpers, same leg floaters. <laughs> like, bro, watching his game is kind of crazy to see that the big man position has evolved that much, which I like. I wonder if we'll ever see, uh, and this is no knock on his game because he's at the top right now, but I see like a, a, a dedicated summer to like body and game. <laughs> he did and it that one summer. Remember when he came back skinny and did, like didn't play good at he all? Wasn't right. So they he needs to gain the way back. Yeah. They yeah. the highlights of Luca running up. Luca looked the same. <laughs> body built the same, bro. So pretty much Jokic is like a, a, a PG version of John Daly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just go be you, bro, and yeah. go be great. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. He yeah. likes Zebo. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. People didn't need to go run all summer, but he gonna bust your ass all touch. Yeah, exactly. You made a killing from the mid-range for your career, as I said earlier. Started shooting threes late, close to 40%. Do you regret not shooting threes early in your career? I mean, I'm, I do. Because that mid-range was money. But as I said, though, the game wasn't, game wasn't like that. Yeah. So for me, like the coaches were telling me to do it, but like I'm a big history guy. Like. Bigs didn't do that. Like KG, I watched him. He didn't shoot threes, only if he had to. Tim wasn't shooting threes. Small post. Only one that did was she, but she was really high level with the shit. You know what I'm saying? With but, both hands. Yeah. So it's like most most of the guys I tried to watch and like pattern my game after, like they didn't do that. So it was a hard transition for me. And then like you said, like my mid-range was so easy. So I'm like, take this three or take one step in and like make that shit like eight out of 10 times. Yeah, the 80 like, yeah, the 80%, yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna take that shit all day. So for me, it was just hard to like retrain myself to do that. Mm. But I do wish I would have done it though. You just said that, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stick up to that question. Who you patterned your game after? I give uh, Rick Barnes a lot of credit. Cause like, he brought me in like the room one day and he was like, who do you wanna, who do you wanna be? And I was like, shit, I don't know. Like, I like a lot of, you know what I'm saying, hoopers or whatever. He was like, well, let's sit here and let's pick three players and then let's try to see what you want from each player. I had never asked nobody to like, you know what I'm saying, like think like this. Like, So I was all right. So I was like, I want KG's fadeaway. He's like, okay. And I was like, I want Tim's like face up, get to the middle. He's like, okay. He's like, like one more person. I was like, well, shit, I feel like she's high release is unblockable. He's like, so okay, so you want those three things? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, let's go to the gym and get it. So then look at my game. I went middle like Tim, yeah. faded away like KG, yeah, and I had a high release like she. That shit's like, it's, it seemed too simple. Yeah. But like, he, he sat down with me and we did that shit, and that shit worked. That's that crazy. That a lot of sense now you say it like that. So he asked me that question, but then he also backed that shit up. So I give Rick credit. Like, we did that shit, and then he'd be like, anytime you want to get in the gym, call me. So it'd be like 12 30, you know, you're in college, you know, you ain't going to sleep. Rick, let's go to the gym. 12 30, he at my yeah. door picking me up and we in That's the gym up. too. I ain't never had nobody do that. You know what I'm saying? So I give him a lot of my credit because he sat me down and like had a plan. And this is your freshman year? Yeah. I ain't never had nobody do that. And then when he gave me that, so like I try to tell kids now, I'm like, man, I got 20,000 points and I had three moves. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was yeah. like, Kobe, it's simple. Kobe said he had two moves. It's simple. You know what I mean? If you think about the yeah. breakdown, the science, that's give me just a man. Look at my arm, man. Yeah, Kobe, man. man. Yeah. yeah. I was in uh, Australia. They were like, like, what would you tell uh, Victor? I was like, he's so skilled. I would just break his shit down and be like, get a move that if it's fourth quarter, you're going to go to it. Get a move if it's first quarter. Like, my shit was always my fade. Beginning of the game, end of the game. And I was like, it helps you stop thinking so fucking much. Like, end of the game, like, you too skilled. You're trying to think. Do I want to do this or do that and do this? Like, get one move where it's like, I don't care who's guarding you. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, then build, then build off that shit. But I feel like he's so skilled. He's like, got 18 different moves in his head and he's playing too fast right now. So I'm just like, slow yourself down and get two moves to go to. I love hearing this shit. 
Cause I wasn't that kind of score. So to hear the science of it and how you break it down, that shit is dope. When you simplify it, because at the end of the day, it's very simplified it if is, you work bro. on what you're supposed to work on. Exactly. Like Kobe was like, I would always talk to him during the game. I'm already getting him on. But bro, I would talk to him during the game. And he would always say like, I stole his fadeaway. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, this is just what I, I watch y'all old heads do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But man, it's get get a move where it's if it's first quarter, fourth quarter, last five seconds, first five seconds. Like you can get that bitch off anytime, mm -hmm. and they get accounted to that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. So I was going middle 99 percent of the time. Mm -hmm. Middle cut off, I'm fading away. Like that's simple. <laughs> and then I'm shooting way up here. You know, at and, and it's so high where you can't get to mm -hmm. it. Like it's. A simple mm. game. Mm -hmm. I mean, we was able to do uh, Kobe last interview since she's talking about him. What he mean to you? Man, you <laughs> we, we, heavy we, hitter, bro. We go to this every time we talk about yeah, him. Yeah, done it too, bro. His touch, man, his impact was crazy, bro. Um, I lived in Newport for five years, so I had my kids by myself, man, and he would like play with my kids and like just take good care of me, man. And Bro, he was just different, crazy different. Far as like, he made you better. Like you playing the Clippers. No offense to anybody. <laughs> you going out, bro, having a good time. But if you got Kobe, bro, I'm chilling. Like that motherfucker gonna have me on my A game tomorrow. So he made you better without even knowing he making you better. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm playing the Lakers. I got Kobe. Like I'm locked in. But if it's the Clippers, or you know what I'm saying? Like you going somewhere else, or you know what I'm saying? Like you out in the streets, but. And he always like talked to me like I was in Newport, bro. And he always took care of me and would just be like, I see you always working. Like he always acknowledged me when the league didn't. And then this is the coldest shit I, I, I've ever experienced. And I don't know if he has something to do with it. My first chance to make the All-Star game, I didn't. Because Kevin Love had that crazy year where they, they lost every game, but he had a Minnesota? 30 and 30 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 20 yeah. and 30 mm -hmm. games. So yeah. his stats were stupid. But I should have made the game because my, my team was like number seven in the West and like I was balling that year. I didn't make it. I saw Kobe, he's like, don't worry about it. Like, just keep doing you. So then the next year, I ball again. And they announced it right before we go play the Lakers. I ain't never seen this and y'all can tell me if y'all have. So we play the Lakers and then like I just got announced and like we, you know, in the locker room or whatever, whatever. Pre-game, they go, they, they get to my name and they say NBA, for first time All-Star, LaMarcus Aldridge on the road, bro. Oh, they announced oh, it. Oh, nah. they announced on the road. They announced nah. your name. Yeah. yeah. I ain't never it, seen that. And you had just found out before yeah. that. That's dope. So it, it had to be him, bro. Yeah. It yeah, had to be him. Yeah, it was at Staples. Yeah. It had to be dope. him, bro. I ain't never yeah. heard that before, for sure. Hey, bro, it had to be him, bro. Did you guys get a chance to train together in Newport, or you just kind of see each other in passing? So it was crazy. We never trained together because he was always so busy, bro. Like, he'd be moving. Like, that little red Range Rover <laughs> be moving, bro. But... Nah, so what was cold was, so like, I had my boys and I would train them every morning. So it was like that, that little wreck in uh, Newport, it's like one wreck that's like by- Off the freeway? Yeah. We went out there and trained my kids. He trained my twins in that little rec center. Yeah, yeah. so I was in the same one. Yeah. So I wanted to train my boys every morning. So mm -hmm. I wanted to do like six or seven. They'd be like, nah, Kobe got it. So nah. I'll get that shit right after him. Cause I want to, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like right. I want to get there early and like watch yeah. him or whatever. So I always saw him in past and when, 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 you know, he was training uh, Gigi or whatever. So. Mm -hmm. Bro, I saw him all the time, like chop it up. And, bro, he was just, he was cool, just big right? time. People bro. don't know how cool and down to earth he is. If he fuck with you, he really bro, fuck he, with you. It, it was crazy, cause it's like, as hoopers, you know how to understand him on the court and off the court. Of course he's competitive, so he gonna come off as a dick on the court, but that's mm -hmm. just Kobe being Kobe. Mm -hmm. But off the court, bro, he was one of the best cool people you shit. could ever meet, bro. But he crazy. wouldn't let a lot of people see that side that's though. True. My first time in Newport, I just bought my crib. I'm at dinner 
And I saw Kobe, and we were cool, but you know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more chill. Like I ain't gonna go over to his table and be like, hey, hey. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I see him, but I don't go, you know, like I don't go say shit. So he come to my table, like, what's up, Rook? Mm-hmm. And I was in the league like five, six years by that point. <laughs> so like, you know, like just talk to me for a minute or whatever, whatever. So then at the end of the night, you know, I'm about to pay. It's already paid it's for. Done deal. And he looked over. He's like, "Nah, you good, Rook? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like just shit like just that, like shit. out and about. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. just, just good dude, man. Rest man, in peace, man. man. Yeah, Rest in for peace sure. To the homie. Got me crying on the show, nigga. God damn, bro. That's all. It, it, it happened to everybody, dog. It happened to us. It happened to us too. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Being a Texas boy, growing up, I watched Tom Penders and B.J. Tyler and Terrence Richard and Reggie Freeman all them play. We all want to go to Texas and end up playing at Texas. Um, talk about you growing up and uh, ending up at UT. Bro, I'm growing up, bro. I wanted to go to Carolina because of MJ. I'm a big, but you know, best you know, best best player in the world. You don't care what position he is. You want to, you know, at the park. I'm 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 MJ, not Tim. You know what I'm saying? So, I wanted to go to Carolina, bro. So, I was growing up and like. A dope story is like, I grew up and I was like in the streets and I was hit, like headed the wrong direction. So then my mom was going to send me to the school with my cousin, which was in Pleasant Grove in the hood where I was probably was going to go the wrong direction. But then I ended up going to Seagullville High School, which is like a little country ass town. So then the high school coach came to my house in the summer and like, I'm from the hood. So like, you ain't, you ain't coming in the house the first time you meet us. So it's a hundred seven degrees and he on my porch talking to my mom. He's sweating, <laughs> she ain't letting him in though. So he, two hours, like, 
bring your son to my school. Like, I'm going to get him right. I'm going to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get him out the streets, whatever, whatever, whatever. So then I'm like, please don't. You know, like, I'm begging, like, she don't believe this, man. I'm like, I don't want to go there. Like, it's a whack school. Ain't nobody there. You know what I'm saying? Corny ass. So I'm like, I don't want to go there. So long story short, she said, are you going there? So then I'm like, fuck. So I go to Seagullville High School. First day, he bring me in. He was like, I've heard about the things that you do and how you are and how you move. Like, he didn't say it like that. You know, he owned mm-hmm. a cat. So he just, but that's, you know, me translating it. He's like, if you give me one year of you not doing the things that you do, then I promise you, like, I'll get you into college. And no one had ever even mentioned college to me. Like, I was different. So I was like, all right, I'll buy in. So he's like, what school you want to go to? And I'm like, shit, Carolina. So he's like, give me one year where you don't smoke weed every morning before school, where you don't go still, where you don't do this, and I promise you, like, you're going to be good. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I give you freshman year going into high freshman school? Freshman year. Because my eighth grade, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember seventh or eighth grade, I was so high. Like, mm-hmm. I smoked every morning. Like, bro, I'm going to, I'm going to school high as a kite. Burn. So he, Welcome. So he was like... <laughs> Well, his, his cool demeanor is... I would have never yeah, guessed, it but makes I, I, it makes sense, though. Yeah. Go ahead. So he and me was like, stop all that shit. Give me one year where you lock in and you get in the gym, and I promise you, you'll get a letter from Carolina. Half of it, I'm thinking this cap, but half is like, no one's ever believed in me either, so fuck it, why not roll with him? Long story short, I get in the gym, I start smoking, I'm on time for class, blah, blah, blah. End of the year, I balled out, too, I had... 27 and 16 versus Bosch, because me and Bosch was, was in the same district, and his school was cold as a motherfucker. Mm. So I ball against him. It was Ike Diago. I, I ball against I, him. I, I see Ike was nice. Bro, physical Strong, was man, he was an yeah, ox. Yeah. I ball against, so like, long story short, I go against all the heavy hitters, and I hold my own. End of the year, they were like, yo, he real. So then I get the first letter of, of my life was from Carolina, like you're on our radar. That was your first letter? First letter. So in my room, I had a picture of MJ in a frame. I put that bitch right in the frame. Hell yeah. And the rest was history. Like, didn't smoke no more after that. In the gym all day, like taking class seriously. Like, bro, if he never came into my life, and I really? told this, I got into the uh, Texas Hall of Fame, like shit, like four or five years ago. I told a story about him. And I was like, I was headed down the wrong fucking path. I wanted to go to the hood school where I, I could still smoke. I could see my cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to go where it was going to be easy. If he didn't come to my house and spend two hours in the hot ass sun in Texas, as you know, it's hot as a motherfucker. Humidity, boy. Bro, it's 108. He's sweating, bro. He had a wig, like a little, <laughs> little wig. And, bro, it's like, melting, probably. Bro, it was like fucking, bro. But he didn't waver, bro. He right. like he, he stood on in. it. And I was in like a little trailer home in the trailer park. It was a, a, a two bedroom. It's me, my, my, my mom, and my brother. And, like one little ass bro, we and he was at the door for a minute. And he he talked us through that shit, and I was like, bro, if I didn't have him do that, like I don't know where the fuck I would have been. Did you stop using cannabis from there on out, or did nah, you just, just more strategically? Just, yeah. He's back, baby. <laughs> so I was in Oregon. I don't know what I mean. Yeah, I was in Oregon. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that was kind of my next. I mean we <laughs> were guys that smoked throughout, but it wasn't we wasn't doing it. We wasn't promoting it. But I'm saying yeah. were you someone that didn't did medicated throughout your career as well and yeah. just kind of found ways to get around it. And I don't want to promote it either for the young right. fellas. Like right. yeah. I want the young fellas to do what they feel is good for them. And exactly. I don't want parents saying I'm pushing right. you know what I'm saying? Like I right. I got kids too. So you know I, I don't But what wanna... did it do to but but to me I want, what did it do for you? Because like I said we a random story, you know, I was in the finals with with, with Golden State and like, he's still playing. We'll talk about that later. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man First of all, I said I was in Oregon, so it the shit was right there. I mean, yeah, yeah bro. It and was, you coming off the tail end of the Jailblazers too. Yeah, so that's why I was gonna go. I I had a I won't I won't out anybody, but 
I had two vets that had me over and bro, it was, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? They initiated like, you. Bro, yeah, so I did, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Especially when I was in Portland, like got my own connecting. I was mm-hmm. good to go. And found your way around it. Yeah. And, and, and to me, like I said, like we not, it, it, well, I can't speak for everyone, and it seems like you're on the same page because you saw a successful career. It wasn't about getting high, and then it was what it did for you. It helped you relax, it helped you sleep, it yeah. helped pain. It did a lot of different things, and for I think sure. everyone gets the stigma of, oh, you're smoking to get super high. But sometimes I do just want to get super high. But it also <laughs> does during the season. It does yeah. a lot of, I'm not a big drinker. I don't be popping no pills. I'm not going to do nothing else. So yeah. it, it, it's the unwind, too, after the game. The decompression. Good word. I came in when. I don't know if y'all remember this, and a lot of fans won't know what this shit is, but Tordal was like, yes. shit. So you took that shit and you go run through a fucking wall. But when that shit wore out, oh, man, you your fucking like knees, your yeah, shoulders, you know what I'm saying? So then like that, shit. so then when you light one up, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit help you get to sleep. Like, it and it help you eat because that Tordal fuck your stomach it up do, too. It do, bro. Yeah. So I got it's a, like. I got a Tordal uh, story. So <laughs> Clippers, second round versus San Antonio. First round or second round? Maybe be first round. We knocked them on the first round of the year. They won the champ. Coming off the championship, I run into a Dwight Howard screen before the playoffs and completely fuck my right shoulder up like so bad that I can't lift it at all. Going right into the playoffs, so they're like you know either you can sit out or we can give you some Toradol. I'm like what's Toradol? And I remember hearing Toradol because one of my homeboys at USC used too much and it fucked his liver up and yep, he had to retire yep. from the Patriots. Exactly. So I'm like, shit, I'll give it a try. So when I tell you, they shot me in my ass with this Toradol like an hour before, and I was super bad, moving all around, guarding Kawhi, just fine, jumping, dunking, shooting, but when it, I didn't have it. So the funny part is, <clears throat> so I always had a pregame ritual where I'd go pee before <coughs> the game, like right before they do the announcements, before they do the starting lineup, I'd run back out there. This time I'm going out, I'm going in there, I'm about to pee, and I fart in the Toradol. I, like, I, I wet farted myself, bro. You sharted? Sharted, bro. <laughs> Three minutes on the clock, so I have to take I my this bro. Guy. I have to take my tights off, ball them up, throw them away at the bottom of the garbage, so no one can find them. <laughs> Go in my bag, didn't have no more. Run to the back. The obviously the fucking equipment man's out there. I have to fucking break in this bag and get some new tights and put all this shit on. Miss my miss the starting lineup call, but I was out there for the tip of the game. No, you didn't go. I was gonna say, he had time to shower. I couldn't, bro. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't hold back that I couldn't burp. Oh, you felt uncomfortable. I felt, I felt I, sorry for who was guarding you. I, I, had, I had to wet some toilet paper, wipe oh, yeah, my ass, yeah, and then got I got it, a towel got, yeah. and wipe my yeah, ass you and put all yeah. that in the bottom. And then yeah. I was, did I had tape on still. Then I was taking all my tape off. <laughs> right, right, like, I was right, about right, to play right. a, oh, yeah, a playoff right. basketball yeah. game. But I said that that Tordal's a motherfucker. I said all that to say that. Oh, man. Nah, so I was. Superhuman. I'm kind of happy they stopped using it. Yeah, I would have kept using that shit. It's unbelievable. But I was taking it so much that in practices I couldn't even run into people because like I was used to just running into people and I was like I was so sore like my shit was so fucked up in shoulders? practice. With yeah, shoulders, shoulders. Okay. yeah, shoulders. Yeah, I had I had surgery on this one too. Okay. But I was so like fucked up when I didn't take it that I couldn't even practice right. Damn. I couldn't even run into people. It would just hurt. Mm. So I was like, bro, this shit is too good. So you almost got when you take on it. it, right? Exactly. So then next season, I think the NBA banned it, and then they went to uh, Celebrex, and then that's what they do now. Celebrex don't do shit. Nah. That shit does You went from the worst, like the best shit to the worst shit. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. shit don't do you like ate them bitches, and you still don't feel nothing. <laughs> <right there. laughs> fucking your insides up, though. <laughs> Number two pick, six to Chicago, immediately traded to Portland. Uh, Banyani went one, Adam Morrison three, Tyrus Thomas four, Sh- Sheldon Williams five. Damn, Brand- I'm looking at that. I know you like, boy. <laughs> Brandon Roy, six. God damn. Bro. So you land, you end up landing with B-Roy your rookie year. 
B-Roy gets off to a good start. There's not really too many people in front of him. You get there and there's Zebo, you know, everyone knows what kind of motherfucker he was. So what was the beginning of your Blazer journey, your NBA journey like? Each step was like, nobody really believed, but like it took one person to believe in me. Cause like, I remember when I got drafted, Steve and I was like, he could have went 20. He ain't going to beat, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, bro, like, let me live a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, I just got, like, bro, I went from broke to pay. Like, let me at least have a night to, like, Let me jump. get a jumper up. God, God damn, damn, bro. So, and then I remember hearing, like, bro, like, I'm big on, like, motivation shit, which I look back at my career, I'm like, it's good and bad to take negative and make it into, like, a, you know what I'm saying, like, motivation, because, like, you spend your life looking at negative yeah. shit too much. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I get there, and I remember hearing that, the like, one of the uh, GMs is like, well, he's a project. Like, we think he can be this, but we're not sure. I'm like, damn, a project at number two? That's kind of fucked up. Like, you got to believe in me at number two. So I was like, I bet. So I get there, and, I'm like, day one, they were like, B-Roy's our guy. He's going to play. We're going to give him touches. Like, summer league's all about him, all about him. So I was like, fuck, I ain't really got a chance to really try to shine because, like, they want him. And I, Grant, that motherfucker was cold. Like, mm -hmm. I ain't taking shit from him. He was cold. So then I really didn't have an opportunity to really, like, try to shine or whatever. But I do give credit to Zebo. That nigga whooped my ass in practice so much that I learned how to get more physical. I learned how to use my body. I learned so much from him in practice because his thing was, like, this motherfucker's trying to take my spot. Straight up. So it's like every practice, I'm on your ass, boy. Mm -hmm. So it was like, and this is back when the stars were practicing, they practicing were real two hour practice. Yeah, taped, it wasn't no getting it in. Yeah, like you come in that bitch, you about to get it mm -hmm. in. So it was like practices was like battles with him, and I feel like I grew so much from playing against him in practice because he was like on my ass, and I started mm -hmm. to get better and better. So it wasn't really much opportunity at first, and I, I remember I played one game with Zebo, and I killed. Like my first game was against Dallas, which was kind of kind of cool for me because I'm from Dallas and I played good and shit. And then I remember uh, we had Ray for the friends. He had just signed a 60. So then Nate pulled me in the office and he was like, hey, man, I know you played good or whatever, but we got Ray for the friends making 60 million. So we got to play him over you. I'm like, like, what's the goal here to win or just to play motherfuckers because they got money? Or, or was I not just pick number two? Yeah. So then so then I, I was back even more. So we got Rafe playing, and he on the bench saying, like, I'm over this shit. So Rafe really don't want to play. I want to play. So then I'm like, fuck it. So long story short, we, we get to the end of the season. I had been playing off and on, and Zebo, he had broke his wrist. I'm more his wrist, like, some shit like the last 30 games. So then they were like, hey, Zebo's out, so you're going to start now. And I fucking balled the rest of the season. I think I was like 18 and like 8 or whatever for the rest of the season. So that summer they called me and they were, it was Nate. He was like, do you want to be my, my uh, starting power forward next year? I was like, hell yeah, I want to start next year. He was like, all right, well, we're going to trade Zebo mm. Next night, draft night, they, they had traded Zebo To the Clippers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that's how I got my opportunity to like really start the plays mm -hmm. because if he don't get hurt, bro, I might not even get an opportunity mm -hmm. to really show like who I am. Mm -hmm. But he got hurt, and I got the last 25 games, like be me, and then after that was good. So what was your – because you hear different things, and obviously, unless you're there, you don't know. And, you know, sometimes it even may look different to you now that you've been removed for so many years. But what was your and, and, and B-Roy's chemistry relationship? Was there one Was there one early on? Or yeah, it, nah, it was all good, bro. Like, I never had any any ill will towards him and, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, same way. It's just the competitiveness. Yeah, and, like, not trying to make excuses. When you got two alphas and you're young, it's hard to learn how to be like I always called it Batman and Robin. Like mm -hmm. it's hard to be 
Who's Robin, who? when you want to be Batman, mm-hmm. and you're both young, you know what I'm saying? And you have the talent to be Batman. Yeah, so it was like a little tough for me in the beginning, but nah, but he was cool with it, you know, like he just did his thing or whatever, and like I was kind of like, I was wanting more opportunity, I never really got it, but nah, like we had no no issues, like we kicked it, like that's when like you, you know, go kick it in the club together, you know, go out to eat together, it wasn't forced, like today I feel like they forced the shit, but back then it was like, let's just get out. We heard a story, we don't know if it's true, that you guys had a, a, a Nike commercial shoot, where you guys had like a long kind of like conversation, <laughs> heart to heart, yeah. any truth to that? Yeah. Okay. We're doing our research. You know who whose uh, commercial it was? It was Greg's, right? Whose commercial was it? It was LeBron. Oh, LeBron, okay. So that shit was already a battle from the beginning, I think it was LeBron, I think it was LeBron. And they wanted us to be in it or whatever. And Co- I mean, at that time, B. Roy was said at one point it was like Kobe and him, like you know what I'm saying? Like, so he was like, "Man, I shouldn't do this shit." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on the same level as these motherfuckers, and like, I respected it. Like, I said, I gotta do it. I, I ain't there yet. You know what I'm saying? For me, I want any type of pub I can get right now. So he was like, he didn't want to do it, but I think Nike talked him into it. So then we go down. And we're in the uh, trailer waiting for whoever it was. Whoever it was. And then it was like, the person was late to the shoot, so we had an extra two hours in the trailer. So we both getting hot. So then, you know, you, know, you kind of find common ground or whatever. So then we started talking. And then the person didn't do the shoot, so then we had another. So long story short, we in the trailer for like four or five hours and we ain't did shit. <laughs> and you know, at that time, you both kind of hot. So anyway, we ended up talking like, hey, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's try to like fix shit or whatever, whatever. It, but it was never no issue. It was like, how can we try to be better for each other? Exactly, like trying to connect type shit. So yeah, we did do that. Well, I want to backtrack a little bit. When you get your 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 first health scare, it's right around the time of the following year, if I'm not mistaken, your mom was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Oh, seven. Around that, yeah. Okay. What was that like? I was, you know, that's how me and him became brothers. You know, I mean, we had that we believe season in '07, and November first, the beginning of the next next season, my mom was diagnosed with cancer died November 27th. So 26 days, like I found out and she was gone. And what was your experience like with that on top of your health scare? Now you got to worry about your mom as well. Yeah, she, man, she was, I mean, I say great now, but it was kind of fucked up. But she didn't really tell me how bad it was Mm -hmm. because you know how it is when you're in season and when you really practicing back in the day, like you tired, so you go fucking battle. You gonna take a fucking nap for two hours after that shit. So like I would talk to her in the mornings, and I would face, you know, back then, back then it wasn't no FaceTime. I don't think it might have been. I don't know. But anyway, I would talk to her, and then she was like, you know, like she was good or whatever, whatever. But then she wasn't like she was really like going through it, like. So it was tough for me to kind of focus on ball and on myself. Mm-hmm. But she was really good about like putting it back on me, like I'm good, I'm good, just worry about yourself. But she would be having some like rough ass days, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't tell me. You know what right. I'm saying? So then I didn't find out to after she beat it that. It was really worse than what I knew because I wasn't there. You know? right. I'm in Portland, and that's just four hours away. And she don't want to put that burden on you. She exactly. Don't want you worrying like that. Exactly. <laughs> so I get clear, and I'm back playing. But then she's still going through her, going through chemo, and mm-hmm. having terrible days. Can't. I mean, you already yeah. know the drill. Mm-hmm. So she's going through that, and like I'm just hearing that she's getting better. But they was like, she couldn't eat. She's throwing up. Like she fell down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for 
for me, it was tough because I didn't really know what was going on. But, you know, she's a mom and she wants to protect her son. So mm -hmm. she kept shit from me. But it was tough, man. Like, I remember we played in Dallas and I, you know, I'm starting now. So she was like, I'm there no matter what. And I'm like, nah, you got cancer. You know, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you fighting, going through chemo. Mm -hmm. And chemo fucking, like, takes everything. Drains you. And you don't, you're you real susceptible to getting sick. You don't want to be around So that's why they said that she shouldn't go. She would not let me, like, bro. <laughs> she was there. I bought a courtside. She was courtside with a mask that's on. That's what's up. And I'm like, you shouldn't be here. But I bought that. Obviously, yeah, I had to. That's dope. I balled out, and she was here. there. But then, bro, afterwards, what she didn't tell me is like, bro, she got crazy. Sick. So she had like a major setback because she got sick after that shit. Uh, so she shouldn't have went, and she didn't tell me she. Got, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was like she was being strong, you know, like for me mm -hmm. and for her. But that shit was tough, bro. We had Andre Miller too, and that motherfucker's a dog too. I love playing with him. Dre Miller, lob, yeah. lob, lob the best. Dre, the always best under control. Ever. One of the smartest motherfuckers you would ever play with, Moving bro. two miles per hour, we get anywhere on the court. <laughs> I have a story for him next, but um, so then it's like, um, we got him, so every time we were healthy, I would be on the trade block, because it was like, well, we really kind of need him, but we don't, and we can go get us, you know, like, like a three and D guy for him, because he's like good, and, but then Greg gets hurt, then it's like, oh, we need you, come back. And then I would, you know, get the ball more. They would play through me more. So, bro, it's like, you need me, you don't want me. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that shit was a lot to deal with. It's like, if you want me to, even when we got everybody healthy, like, just put me in like that, that uh, Lamar Odom role. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, just play through me every now and then. Cause like, that, that motherfucker was cold. And, and, and he wasn't Kobe or none of them motherfuckers, but they needed him, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, put me in that role, but they never did. It was always like, when we were healthy, they didn't need me, you know what I'm saying? So that was tough, but no, nah, Greg was a monster, bro. I never seen nobody dominate like that, like so easily. It mm. was crazy. Speak to B-Roy's game though. You know, he was someone else that, that that maybe one of the top five, top 10 what ifs type player, but he was out the top gates. Top two what ifs. <laughs> Even the guy hurt, bro. bro. Out the gates, he was tough. Shit was too easy for him. Like playing with that, like playing with that nigga, it was, it was too easy. Like I remember, the, the thing that stands out to me was like the fucking uh, Toronto game. Right motherfucker went up and he changed hands on Bosch and went to the left in the air and like, bro, it was just, he got in the gym and he worked, but the shit was just, but he couldn't work too much because of his knees. So it was like, he found the balance, bro. But like, he would come in the game, that shit would be too easy for him. Like, Kobe's a motherfucker. And I remember him going there with, with Kobe and Kobe giving him the respect, kind of like Dame did too and got, you know, got the same thing. but. I remember him and Kobe going at it. I remember after the game, like Kobe was like, he got no weakness. And Kobe said that about you. That's that's real. I don't think nobody went at Kobe like like B Roy. Bro, it, they went at it. They went at it. They went yeah. at it, bro. So yeah. to see them, to, to see Kobe, who we all had up here, and see them go neck and neck like that, that shit was tough. And B Roy holding his own. Holding his own, bro. We going to LA and getting wins because this motherfucker's carrying us. <laughs> and like it was fun to watch too, for mm -hmm. sure, because he was. He was on that shit. Like mm. he's buzzing people ass for sure. What clicked uh year two? You went from you went to eighteen and eight, average eighteen and eight. What clicked year two? Opportunity. That's all that's, a, that's Opportunity. all it is. Opportunity. Belief. Cause I was I was like, as I said, I battle with Zebo. If I could battle with this motherfucker every day, all your other niggas, y'all ain't got a chance. Y'all ain't yeah. got a chance. Yeah. And like Zebo stepped me a little bit. I don't I don't know if he would have he he did tell me like later in, in his career, but now nah, he's telling me like, he was like, bro, you real? Like to have somebody of that caliber, like say, you know what I'm saying? Like he called me, he was like, bro, they gonna trade me, but I would love to like play with you cause you good. You know what I'm saying? And it's like to have the battle with him and then have him really like stab me like that, like that was cool. But nah, it was just opportunity. 
um, belief and then just having Zebo get me better that whole first year of like battling with him. And I just felt like in my mind, it was like these motherfuckers then told me I, I'm a project. I ain't good. You know what I'm saying? So I got everybody's list in my room of motherfuckers that said I can't do this. And like, it's time to like prove these motherfuckers wrong. So for me, it was more about either you're going to show them that you are good or, you know what I'm saying? Or you're going to prove them right. So for me, it was just about proving everybody wrong. So I was just ready to just have my opportunity to just do that. You played in an era where it was, it was a dominant four-man era. Real fours. Yeah. I'm going to say some names, and you tell me just first thing come to your mind. KG. Shit talker, but fade away. <laughs> Shit talker, fade, fade away. Dirt. One leg, fade away. <laughs> All day. Tim Duncan. Fundamentals. Chris Bosh. Left hand. I'm going to get into that left. I'm going to give you one who I'm high on. I always talk about Antoine Jameson. Footwork. Motherfucker scooping. <laughs> bro. Bro, first. It's impossible to guard. Bro, first time I had guarding him, I was I was shook. I was like, he's like, like he's all balanced, but he's not. And he's like leaning this way and the shit scooping under your arms. Like, he was tough, bro. Like, and like nobody had ever talked to, talked 20, about him like still that. Don't. 2010. Bro. 20 and 10. He was fucking cold. 20,000 like, points scored. That's crazy. Amari. Right hand and will dunk on your ass <laughs> every time. We had some good battles. We had some great battles. I, I think I, yeah, when I was with Brooklyn, yeah. we talked about it. We, we had some great battles. But if you get that right hand in, in half a step, it's over. You in the fucking basket. Yeah. Every time. 10 out of 10. Strong. Strong. <laughs> strong. Somebody you real familiar with, Zebo. Fucking physical. And ain't gonna jump high as a fucking napkin up, like, right. but gonna bust your ass. If yeah. he smell blood, are you dead? Yeah. You done. If he smell blood, are you done? I used to try to motherfucking murder Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Every chance you got him. I just had to fight Zebo a couple Shout times in the playoffs, the hard fouls, just to take up for Blake. Like, man, I'm gonna put my life on the line for you. But this shit is crazy because he would try to destroy Blake, get him on the ground, and hard elbow him or do some wrestling shit on the ground. That shit was hilarious, the battles they had. And when I said I was kicking it, you said she, but it was Zebo and D-Mouse. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was them. Okay. Yeah. It was in rotation. That's our brother. That's our brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go open up for us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We, all, we all done yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Zebo and D-Mouse. <laughs> D-Mouse is a real one too, man. Like, That's I can't with them. Like, they, they were good to me. Like, I know it was like the whole jailblazer type, but they were good to me, man. Like, they- Even those, those quote unquote jail, but those teams fucked with each other though. Yeah. It was just the outside media that put this True. stigma on that team. Nah, they were good to me. It was teams that was winning that wished they had the camaraderie the chemistry, that Portland yeah. had. Yeah. 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 I can see that. 09, 10, 11, first round exits, uh, Houston, Phoenix, and Dallas. We had Dirk on the show, and Dirk said that the year they won the championship, their hardest, their hardest series was against you. His hardest series was against you. Um, what you think? What was the struggle? Don't have not having the right pieces? A little bit of coaching. Yeah. Who was the coach at the time? Nate? Nate. Mm. I wouldn't say coaching because I'm out here to like bash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my yeah. whole thing and it, it ain't about being scared. It's like I'm just trying to just look, look over there. Just look over there. Just, nope. go, just, just look at him. Ah. That's how he feel. He feel. That's how he feel. Yeah, my whole thing is like I'm trying to spread positive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I get you. But a little bit of coaching, like we didn't make adjustments, bro. Like mm -hmm. they would do something and bust our ass, and we would keep going the same way. Well. You know, like what's the, what's the uh, definition you know of insanity? Like right, doing the same shit over and over. So, but we never adjusted. I feel like in like maybe those teams were you know like they were like more more seasoned than us because mm -hmm. the Houston team I think they had Yao, 
and run or just run our test. I think that that team is the one that, that beat us. You know, I remember run balled out. That's Even, a, is that the series where you had? Like, no, that was the one. That was James Harden series. That was James Harden series. But I, I knew it was against the Rockets. Yeah, that's you the one. Had like fifty back to back or something like that. Yeah, bro, every I never realized that series made me. I guess so known, hey, bro. Bro. Everywhere I go, like that Houston series, I'm like, damn! But I played so many other games, but, like but bro, that's the one those, game. But bro, those back-to-back -back games, yeah, was special, dog. Yeah. yeah, that was special, dog. But that's the one that put me on the map. But no, that was the run our test team, and like him and B Roy battled a little bit, and then the, the uh, Phoenix teams, man. It was just Steve, Steve Nash, just fucking tore. Like he just broke us apart, bro. He would just pick us apart in the mm -hmm. pick and roll, and we didn't go at the pick and roll right. And, he just he just killed us honestly. First All Star team, 2012. Best memory of that game, that West squad was Kobe, KD, Russ, Dirk, Steve Nash, to name a few. What was your fondest memory about your first experience? Just being in the brotherhood finally, just fucking being stamped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> being stamped and like finally being there. And then, but the biggest part for me was like the the players who were there were like, man, you should have been here. You know what I'm saying? Like when the motherfuckers are That's there. That's the respect from your peers. Yeah. It means more than anything. So like when for them to tell them like, man, you should have been here. Like that was even, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that was cool too. But I think just finally being in the club of, you know, like, damn, I made it. Yeah, you know, I've been knocking on the door for like two years or whatever. And I'm finally here. And to have all those guys kind of like say, I should have been there. Like that was dope. That's dope. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the following year, Dame, mid-major point guard, 
not really a ton of hype at the beginning you know expectations were kind of unknown when did you realize that that dame had some game shit right away that motherfucker came in and he was him but i i did ever and i, I think he says on an interview and y'all could check it fact check whatever y'all want to do but he said he's like i never try to like stifle him though you know how you got older vets and a big like don't do that like nah like be you bro because the, we ain't gonna be good until you figure this shit out. So I never told him like not to take a, you know, long ass three, like before he was making them shits like he do now. You know what I'm saying? So I never tried to stifle the process of him like finding himself. But he was good right away, man. Like in that series, like you said, when when I was killing, I think he had back to back thirty, and he ended up making that crazy shot to win it. So for me, it was like I knew right away he was good, and I felt like I just wanted him to try to figure it out as soon as possible so we can start trying to win again. But no, he came in confident, as everybody know. Like he's never lacked confidence, and he always believed in his ability. So it was like him just figuring it out. And he had a game against Kobe too, where he played well too. And I feel like Kobe kind of stamped him a little bit early too. So I feel like day one, like he came in like ready to go. How long do you feel like it took you guys to kind of get on the same page or find your chemistry or your, or your rhythm together? I think it took effort on both both sides because. I played with Dre, and Dre is like, the ball gonna be in your hands, like, Fast. perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, go to the rim, that shit's like above the rim, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just gotta tap that motherfucker in. <laughs> yeah! So, I went from that to, like, Dane was learning how to, like, play with a dynamic big, a dominant big, so, like, the passes were, like, more balanced passes, and Dre was more of a chess pass, so he would bounce that motherfucker high, or to come, you know, like, hard, where to come up high to you. Like, that shit matter on your shot, if you can just get that shit in rhythm, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, exactly, so long, long story short, I went home that summer and like I worked with uh, Coach Caleb who was with us and I was like, I want to do bounce passes all summer because that's what Dane gonna throw. So let me get used to this shit so he can do his normal pass and I can catch that shit and I can, you know, I can cash out. So I spent the whole summer just working on bounce passes for him and I feel like he started to try to work on his shit too, you know what I'm saying? Like how to read my, you know, post ups. And so I think both sides just kind of put the effort in. I think that next season after that, we just kind of took off. Free agency hit in 2015 season, and the Spurs were calling. What do you remember about uh, getting that with Tim and Pop? Was Emei instrumental in that? Yeah, yeah. Because you got because he was one of your, not one to say vets, but he was older than you on the Portland team initially. So you guys developed a, a yeah, friendship there. Yeah, like right away. Mm -hmm. He's solid. That's my dog. He texted me yesterday. He saw me court. So. <laughs> um, man, that whole process was was uh, tough because everybody thought I went into it going straight to the Spurs, and I was like. The real true story that I don't know I've ever said on camera is like, I was in LA, I had a condo I was in, I was gonna buy that motherfucker after I signed. Like, told my agent, I said, the Lakers, this is theirs to lose. Mm. So I went into that shit like, this is theirs so to lose. So 15, who was on that team? That was Cole, Cole and the young, they were, yeah, the young Cole, kids, a right? bunch of young, yeah, okay. like young kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then I had my first meeting with Lakers, didn't go well, like I don't, like no, no knock against them, but they didn't do, do research. Who was still? Was it Jim Bus still at, at, at the at the controls of, of the team at that time? I met Jeannie. Oh, Jeannie. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I met with her. Um, now she was great. Mm -hmm. It wasn't her. It was the son. The miscalculation oh. of me as a person. Mm. Like, the son, because the son was missing everything. It was like, nah. It was just like they were like, I walked into the meet and they were like, you're you're trending on Twitter and like if y'all y'all don't know me that well, but. I don't give a fuck about mm -hmm. trend, like, trending on Twitter. So as you like, I'm getting to the point of your question is like, I go from that meeting of like, they miscalculated me as a person to the Spurs know who I am. So it's mm -hmm. a, like a, a family, like just like this, we kicking yeah. it, we eating, we talking, 
Tim, my, you know what I'm saying? My new pop, and we just kicking it like this. And I'm like, well, this is who I am. Mm. So the vibe of understanding who I was as a person was just, they get it, you know what I'm saying? So initially mm-hmm. your heart was in LA, and then you found comfort in San Antonio, yeah, like, realness. Yeah, for sure. And then Phoenix did well because uh, Earl was with me in uh, Portland, so he knew me too. So mm-hmm. they came with the same shit of like, mm-hmm. he he about family and like getting, mm-hmm. the, you know what I'm saying? It's so, like, they shit was kind of good too. Mm-hmm. So it ended up coming down to uh, Phoenix and uh San Antonio. It's funny you say that because this same type of setting was the same way Tim and Pop got me Bro. when they told me that I was starting, you know what I'm saying, I was about to start playing. And just out the blue, out the practice, on the road, call you in the room, they both sitting like this, yeah. like you're in trouble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's go what you see, think when you first the yeah, you know, I'm doing all the wrong shit <laughs> that time. I just feel guilty. Yeah. They don't know I'm guilty. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but that's how they do it though, man. Yeah. They, they come together and make decisions. It's family, bro. So it's like, I went, I went from an organization that was trying to figure out how to have that and hadn't figured it out. I went to an organization that figured that shit out to a T and mm-hmm. they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. They were like, we understand you have kids and you have family. Like, Portland never offered my kids to come on the plane. He was like, whenever your kids want to get on the plane, just just bring them on the plane, man. Mm-hmm. Like, so he, he understood me and what they did and like, that's, that's what dope. I wanted. So that's my dope. kids were on the plane, going on mm-hmm. road trips and stuff. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. The little shit it like does, that means bro. so much, bro. Yeah, because when you, when you go all the time, you can take your kids on the plane, so like that shit it. helps. Because mm-hmm. they can experience it and they go back to school. Like I was on the oh, Spurs play. Yeah. yeah. Duncan and exactly. don't even say shit about you. Nah, I don't even matter no more. It's crazy, right? Yeah, Pop might be one of the, First coaches that started that too, because they was doing that back in 03. That's just in, in Remember that's how they got they kept yeah because remember that's how Doc fucked up the shit in Orlando with Tim going to Orlando. Exactly, he told me he told me the plane. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did mm-hmm. hear that. Mm-hmm. I, did hear that. Yeah. I made that exception. It was a great mm-hmm. exception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your first year there, y'all won sixty one games. Sixty seven. I mean, six seven. Excuse me, six seven games. Number one defense, number four offense. Of course, shit. in that in that system, having you and Tim Duncan with Manu and Kawhi, you know, of course, y'all gonna win. 60, 70 games, but how was it like playing along Tim and having that core and being in that championship environment with that team? Shit was easy, bro. Hey, shit easy with the shit. It felt easy. You know, we grinded. You get all it. All you got to do is your job. It's, bro, and then you look up, you up 30, like, what the fuck? Like, so then that's what hurt us in the end. I won't jump, I, I won't jump forward too far, but nah, it was, it was easy, bro. Like, it was like, you, you do your job, you play your role, and you up 30. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, like I ain't playing fourth quarters, like thirty, like fifteen games in a row. I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't playing fourth quarter, and like we ain't practicing because shit, you winning fucking fifteen in a row, lose one. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like we ain't really practicing like that. So that's how I had to learn my own balance, which I'm sure you had to of like going back on your own and like getting your shit on your own. Yes, like keeping yourself sharp. Because the last thing he want is somebody getting hurt in practice. He hate that. Bro. Somebody go down with a fake injury. We done. Stop practicing. You done. Everybody out of here. Bro, everything. Like, God damn, Pop. Like, so you got to find your own balance of how to keep your shit sharp. Because like, that was my one downfall my first year. I'm like, well, shit, I'm going home. And you go home too many times, like your shit get weak. Mm-hmm. So I started going back on my own, like shooting on my own, shooting on my own. But nah, bro, it was, I was like, for sure, like we, we going to win this shit. But then we ran into KD and OKC. Round two. Then like I balled out the first game and then they came and we had them down like by 30. The second game, I think they came back and won. But the issue was we were older. I wasn't that old, but we were like mostly older and we never got pushed. Like we mm-hmm. never got ourselves in like playoff shape. So it was like we never got tested. You know what I'm saying? our regular season. So it was like we weren't playing the fourth quarter. So when you get into your first real match, 
it was like, damn, like we we ain't really in shape for this shit. And mm-hmm. it wasn't no knock against Pop or anybody. It was just like, you got to find that balance of how do I push my guys, but I don't want nobody getting hurt either. Right. And we're like really fucking good. So it's like, how do you do this shit? So I, in my opinion, like we, we ran into OKC, young bulls, ready to go, energetic. And we kind of fizzled out, and then like they had more energy, and they got Job us. Job three one. Yeah, we was up two zero, and they came back and beat us both straight. With, bro, and fourteen with yeah. San Antonio, they just they yeah. just was different, yeah. dog. Bulls, bro. So it was, <laughs> it was different. It was. We had them though. Like the first game, we smacked the shit. It, it was so easy. But I feel like we we had David West, and he hadn't played a lot that season. But then I feel like he got tired. I feel like Tim got tired. Yeah, mm-hmm. I even got a little tired because we had never been pushed enough to be in like. Playoff shape, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, year two in San Antonio, Tim retires. You guys get Powell. 60 wins. Uh, Western Conference against Golden State. Kevin and Steph. Uh, Kawhi goes down. What's the what, what's kind of the thought going into that that series with you guys? It's it's, it's our time. Like we had played them well all season. We went their game one of the season. It was TNT, and we won. Mm-hmm. And we have to left that bitch like, if this is the best team, we good. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't even got chemistry. Like, mm-hmm. if this is the best team, we we good. Like, let's just keep building, keep getting chemistry. But we all right. So we get to that point, and we were like, hey, we back here. We good. So then we get into the game. We up 20-something, and we rolling like the same shit. And we had Jonathan Simmons, yeah. the H-Town. Oh, boy. So tough. then he was, tough. he was killing for us too. Mm-hmm. So we had him balling, got Kawhi balling. I'm doing good. So it was just like shit was clicking. Kawhi goes down, and you know, like shit, Golden State defense is a fucking one. They double me in every which way. I can't get a good shot. You know, like then Jay Sims is getting more more attention, and it just shit went from like sugar to shit real quick because yeah. like Kawhi and I were playing so good off of each other. He was balling, I was balling, and then without him, they they was just on our ass a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why ends up having a falling out? Um, <laughs> Tony Parker you know makes what some comments. Tony, Park, Tony Parker <laughs> makes some comments. Uh, which I mean, someone who was in there. What is? What do you feel like you could share or kind of shed some light on that? What happened? When somebody ready to go, they ready to go. That's all I got to say about that. When somebody ready to go, they ready to go. Um, I, they even when you you've been there, even when you're there, certain shit is never told to everybody. Like, some shit stays behind closed doors. So, no one knows all the shit but mm-hmm. them. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit was going back and forth, with, like, with them, but we don't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And coming from our dynamic, you got to be a strong-willed and a strong-minded brother to uh, make it on San Antonio Spurs organization. Yeah. Because Pop is going to test you. And he's, gonna, he's, he's trying to make you a better person, but he's going to put you in a lot of situations to test you. You know what I'm saying? He did it to me. He did it to Kawhi. He did it to a couple other people, but... Me and Kawhi couldn't take that shit. Okay? That's just what it was. We couldn't take that shit, dog. We want to hoop. We don't want to be in the corner all, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. want to ISO. We don't want to run pick and roll. You know what I'm saying? That, that was Kawhi's attitude. He want, he he really wanted to hoop, bro. No, he did. And when that when the injury stuff came down, how they didn't fight for him in public. Like, Tony had Tony yep. had an injury. That was the and end. And Tony was out a long time. That was the end. Kawhi never said nothing. They There was question about why Kawhi was out. And Tony was like, well, I had the same injury, and I came back questioning if he really hurt mm. on national TV. That pushed him right out the door. Mm. 
for those that didn't know. Yeah, if you can see his face, are you know, talking chill, to his bro. That's, that's a good ass pain over there, bro. <laughs> shit. I didn't see that shit at first. That's dope. <laughs> that's a good ass pain hey, over man, there, bro. Hey, man. I'm a part of the organization, so you know what I'm saying? I hear shit too. Man. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is, man. Yeah. And, I ain't gonna speak for nobody, but bro, I think he didn't want to like do all like the the other shit that popped it too, like the learning shit. Mm-hmm. He he's want to hoop. He just wanted to like, hoop. Everybody don't want to learn about Western Africa. Or None of that. Learn the maps and he just wanted to hoop. Which I ain't saying right or wrong. Just didn't want to do that. Yeah, he wanted. He just wanted to hoop, and that's and that's really what they was paying him to do. Hoop. <laughs> to hoop. Fast forward twenty twenty one. You go to the Nets, Brooklyn. What was it like playing with KD, Kyrie, and James? Shit, layup. That shit was easy. I'm getting layup after layup. Core was spaced. Yeah. It what's what's weird for me is same fucking team one year later and didn't play close to the same. It was weird, bro. Like first year we had a lot more movement, we had a lot more actions, pin downs and and I'm getting layups and, and it's like the second year like it was more stagnant, more more ISOs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I feel like that's what hurt a little bit. But when you got three motherfuckers that can get a shot. I mean, three and a half, because I still could get a shot, too. So it's like you kind of get to more ISO. But the first year, it was way more movement. Yeah, more continuity, back cuts. and But it was easy, man. Like, good times, man. Everybody was, like, about winning. I feel like when they got me, they were like, we all we all want to go win one. We all, you know, like on the same page, we all want to go prove something. You know, everybody had to prove something in their own way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it was just like everybody wanted to go prove it. And shit just didn't work out. Mm. 20,000 career points, seven-time All-Star, played with a handful of legends. Are you at peace with how your career turned out? Nah, I wanted to ring, bro, because I feel like when I get to the the five-year mark and motherfuckers start bring, like, bringing me out, they're going to be like, well, you got 20,000, but he ain't got a ring, which I feel like is fucked up. You're still a Hall of Famer, though. I feel like I am, but you I'm are. biased, you know you what I'm saying? Yep. No, I appreciate we're, that. We're, we're all biased for you, which you, yeah, 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 you nah. put the work in for and sure. You motherfucker with eyes. But <laughs> yeah, so, but I think people going a lot of people don't understand my body of work. Not trying to be arrogant, I feel like because I was in Portland so long, people don't really know those Portland days like that. Like when I was really putting it in. So it's like I think people know like the the San Antonio days because they San Antonio. They're gonna be on TNT, you know, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, and it's pop. And so I just feel like the body of work in Portland is a little overlooked, and that's when I became me because I was on the West Coast. And, you know what I'm saying? But. I hope I get in, but if I don't, like I, you know, I don't want to steal anything from. I think Westbrook said it or whatever. Like somebody said, it, but I'm already, you know, where I'm from and what I did and you know mm-hmm. where I am now. I'm already good, all bro. I'm, I'm gonna get hall of fame. fame back at home. I'm a hall of fame. I'm gonna get every a hall of fame day. like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, 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 and again, it's, it's 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 with your peers. It's not the motherfucking writers and all these other people that have to say. It's it's the people that went to war against you and with you. Yeah. And what they say about. I appreciate you. that. <clears throat> Over two hundred million in career earnings. Sheesh! The bag up on there. To any NBA player signing big deals, what's your biggest piece of financial advice for him? And two questions. And do you have any purchase you regret? Biggest financial. I move a little different because I came from a a different background so for me it was like we appreciate more yeah exactly so for me i wanted i wanted i don't trust nobody so 
you know, like, I don't know if y'all ever seen, like, that little picture with the little Asian guy with the tiny piece of paper saying, like, this is who he trusts, like, the list of people he yeah, trusts. And that yeah. motherfucker small as a, that's me, bro. So, <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got. He had to look at it with magnifying. Yeah, 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 that one, that yeah, one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. But, so I got two, two groups that take care of my money. And I wanted it because I wanted to make sure Compare that they can watch. Stay on each other's And side. they can watch each other a little bit. And, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like, you can't steal from me if he wants the other half of my money and he watching it and, yeah. and vice versa. So and I going to tell on him because he wanted it all. Exactly. <laughs> so if you fuck up a little bit, oh, he going to let me know. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that's how I wanted to that's move. smart. But I would say, man, you don't, like, I know that the NBA, PA, all that want to say, like, save it. Like, you got to stay, but you got to live, too, because if you wait too long to live, you're going to be retired with no money coming in trying to go live. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you got to have a balance of have a goal of what you want to save, but also live a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because I, I live, and I'm still well off. I'm good. Yes. But if I wouldn't have lived, and I'm trying to do it now because I'm trying to, like, search for that I'm happiness. I'll be burning through my money. Trying to fill that gap of retirement. Exactly. And what am I going to do now? And, and then you burning money when you ain't got that money coming in like that. So mm -hmm. I always say, man, save as much as you can, but also live a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. bro, you killing yourself on the court. You grinding every day. Your, your life is basketball. So Enjoy it. Get some shit to make you happy. Go by fast, too. Ain't nobody never told me that, I'm five. I knew that off the rip. <laughs> live, hell no. Nah. gotta I, tell you. Yeah, I was thinking about living for <laughs> saving. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. That's yeah, why I said have shit, a balance. I, I'm gonna live first. I think about saving after yeah. I live. He's, he's you still, gotta save. He still might be in the living phase. Yeah, I'm still living, hell yeah. I mean, you can't look at me. Look I'm, at me. I, I'm living. You gotta save, so then when you done, like, I would also put this in there. You got to save. So if your shit in like my shit in, I thought I was going to play to a 40. Mm -hmm. You just wake up and you got a hard shit. Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I was good no matter what. So you got to save because you don't know how long this shit going to last. Right. And you know how they say that shit at NBA, PA, whatever. The average is 3.5. Motherfuckers go in for two years and leave. And now. you never see them again. Everybody don't play 16, 17. Couple of the motherfuckers in your draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Facts, though. But <laughs> That's why I said that shit was terrible. But I saw that. so you got to think about. We all want to be like, I'm, I'm playing till forty. I'm gonna get two hundred mil, and but you, it's not guaranteed, bro. Right. So you got to say some shit. But too. just imagine how Bron gonna have these motherfuckers thinking. Well, I can play till I'm forty five. Uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's only one of them motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't believe that, don't, young guys. Don't follow that shit. <laughs> yeah. That is not your path. No. All right, man, we appreciate it. We got quick hitters, first thing to come to mind. But I think before I say that, I wanted to say, man, we appreciate you coming and opening up. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure, like, man. you're one of them star players that we got a chance to play against. But you, you just who you are as a person, you're not talking about yourself. You're not posting all the shit you're doing. So it was, it was always kind of like, damn, he had a hell of a game. But what happened to him? <laughs> so it's good to know that you're doing well, yeah. man. You're healthy. I appreciate that. Uh, you saved your money. Yeah, for sure. But I known you would smoke weed at junior high. I would have tried to get on ah. the team or something. Yeah, for real. I would have transferred too. Ah. Real, so. You would have transferred too. <laughs> <laughs> ah, man. But uh, quick hitters, man. So first thing come to your mind, let us know. Uh, best piece of advice you ever received? Quick hitters, son. I'm over here taking my time. Yeah. <laughs> um, never get out work. Mm, I work if you if you if you outwork every motherfucker in the room then you should be alright. Mm. That's what somebody told me. You plus four on the blacktop. So you might need to fight. Ain't no refs. Yeah. Who who you take? Yeah. Yeah. Might need somebody good with a two. Stack five. <laughs> <Yeah>. I man, look at Um man, that's that's tough. Me plus four. 
You played, uh, you was on a black top team yeah, too. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I'ma take, I'ma take y'all two. I'ma take Zebo. That's gotcha. four, and I'ma take uh, um, Andre Miller. Ooh, oh hey. yeah, oh. They, they don't really know oh, though. Niggas Drake, don't really. Oh, we hey. know. You, you know. You know. know. So you said you had a Drake Everybody Miller story. That's our Drake. homie. So tell us, tell us your Drake Miller story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So first year with him, and I had never played with an elite, elite, because I, you know, I hadn't played with um, Dame yet, and mm -hmm. B Row was a two. So my first elite, I want to, you know, clear mm -hmm. that up. First elite PG for is like, you know, what I'm saying, being smart. Long story short. That's when I was like starting to kill. So team was like double teaming, like they were fronting me. I, I couldn't get the ball. You know, he talks all high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we were cool, <laughs> Come but on, Drake. We Come were, on, Drake. I was cool with him, but he would always call me a Lamarcus Aldridge. I'm like, bro, stop calling me that. So we in the game, he said my whole long ass name, I'm like, bro, stop. But he, well, he was like, Lamarcus Aldridge, come here, Lamarcus Aldridge. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, first of all, like, stop calling me that. But, but you know what I'm saying? He was like, hey, when you're on the block, just go to the rim. And I'm like, Drake, I can't see you. Don't worry about it. Just go to the rim. I'm like, man, he tripping. I, I can't even see this nigga. I was like, all right, bet. We on the block. I'm getting friendly. I spin and go to the rim. That motherfucker right is right, right there. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Dunk that bitch out. I was like, okay, we good now. And that's the year we led the whole league in lobs, bro. Oh, and really? Like, that was that year. We, Damn. Bro, you from me? Like, I just turned that motherfucker. in my hand. Like, if, like, it was crazy how easy it was. Yeah, nah, he's a great lob throw. Just spin to the rim. I was like, all right, bro. I, I can't see you, so I can't see the ball. Don't worry about it. Bro, that shit, that shit was right Very there. Funny man, he funny. Too. Did he uh, ever he uh, funny, call bro. you by your nickname, or was he always Lamarcus? Lamarcus <laughs> One time out in the club, I think he called me LA, but he, had, you know what I'm saying? He had already Probably had a couple. About yeah, it, yeah, yeah, loose, <laughs> bro. No, he won't mind this story, bro. So we 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 in LA, bro. We didn't live having a good ass time. This black, I think we had we had been winning and winning and winning. So we got a table, and it's the whole crew, and like. We asked him to go out, but I don't, think, I don't think he said he wanted to. But long story short, bro, and y'all know this nigga, so y'all gonna get it. We in the club, we having a good time, we kicking it. We on the floor, live, you know, it's the vibe down there. We look to the left, in the corner is a nigga by himself just chilling. It was Dre. Like, Dre, what Dre. the fuck you doing in this spot by yourself? Oh, y'all good, bro, y'all good. Bro, <laughs> in the spot by himself, like right behind us in the corner, it's dark as a motherfucker in the corner. It's Dre just kicking it by himself, bro. <laughs> I said, Dre, you? like, what's up? Oh, y'all, y'all good, bro? Like, do uh, y'all thing. Oh, that's funny. But y'all know him, like, he don't give a fuck. Nah, him and Baron Davis have that same type of little tendency yeah. like that. Bro, that's funny. We land in Dallas. He, he he right to the skating ring. Y'all want to go skating with me? Like, bro, like, how random is it? Like, he, he well, I grew up, he in the hood where I grew up. Niggas, he was like, yo, Dre here. I'm like, in the hood? Yeah, bro, he's skating. Dolo. Yeah, he's skating. By himself, skating, dancing. Like, bro, this is crazy. I'm like, yo, he a real one. He in the hood where I grew up, but he's skating by himself, pulled up by himself. Uh, that's funny. And got his own skates with him and shit, too. <laughs> he got his own skates. <laughs> I was like, he a real one. Oh, that's good. Uh, childhood crush. That's tough, bro. As I've gotten older, I realize people say she ain't a real one, but uh, Stacey Dash in the commercial, I mean, in the early videos, on. bro. Early on, Stacey when Dash. You, like, when you were young, bro, you like. She was bad. Even on Clueless, she was bad. Bro, you like, bro, she's solid. She thick a little bit. Bro, she was solid, so. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere along the line, she crash but yeah she was tough so not minute. the not the one now but yeah, early back on, in the day maybe you could have changed her yeah i would have tried <laughs> 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 should have gave me an opportunity i would have tried Word. something you wish you was better at just in life it don't even have to be sports 
more uh, music talents. I used to play the piano back in the day. I didn't use it, so I kind of lost it. But I okay. wish I was one of them niggas that can just pull out mm -hmm. a fucking guitar and shit and just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Nah, I didn't say fucking singer. I just said being able to just, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I like music a lot, hey, you though. Be, you know you want to be one of my motherfuckers? If I had a fast car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I got a fast car. That's what I mean. <laughs> got a couple fast yeah, exactly. cars. Exactly, that's me right there. But nah, oh, that's like shit. more music type shit. That's good. Uh, that's guilty, hard. guilty pleasure. Cars. Got a car collection. Low not, key? not as much now. Low key, uh -huh. yeah, not as okay. much now. '76 uh, Chevy Chevelle, '99 Impala, uh, Ram, T Rex truck. Uh, Rose Royce Cullen and Maybach Two Tone, uh, Dodge. I mean the uh, Defender, Range Rover Defender, mm -hmm. and then I got a uh, Aston Martin, uh, uh, the new Bronco, and I'm missing one more Escalade. The new Bronco. But I have a few houses too, so these ain't just all yeah, parked in yeah, outside yeah. my shit. The like new I'm, Bronco's dope though. It is. Like it it. Is. No, yeah. yeah. So, the OJ's. Yeah. Yeah. I got the one that's the the uh, Raptor edition, so it's a little okay. bit faster too. Mm -hmm. You like fast cars? I do. I do. Best shooting American big man of all time. Ooh, shit, Lamarcus Aldridge. I just play. Nah, I'm fucking with now. you. Nah, 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 this nah. This is nah, the show nah. to break your arm and pat nah, yourself on nah, the back. Nah, I nah. Um, gotta go with Dirk, man. That motherfucker. No, oh, you're right. You're right. American. See what I'm saying? We trying to give you a chance to talk your shit. Y'all throwing me a lie, yeah, right? I don't want it. Y'all Dre right now. Y'all tell me just go to the no, rim, and no, I don't want to go to the rim, saying. bro. I'm telling y'all tell me to go to the rim. Work smarter, not harder. Y'all tell me go to the rim. I don't want to go to the rim. Work smarter, not harder. I'm telling you to turn and face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, we shit, me, bro. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I did, I did that shit at a high level for a long time. I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I feel like night in, night out, like consistent. The shot that everyone said was a bad shot for everybody else, it wasn't bad for me. So. Mm. Me. There you go. If you could see one guest on our show, who would it be? But. But you have to help us get your answer on the show. <laughs> uh, I'll be, I'll be watching. I'm trying to make sure I don't say something that's been on here. Um, Y'all had Rob Ory. Yeah, we yeah. had Big Shot. Because I feel like I want to start a show and just... I want to tell his story, but y'all already kind of got to it because that motherfucker was a winner, bro. But it, it don't get talked about enough. Mm -hmm. But people don't respect that. Because, Why not, be, though? Because he wasn't the stars of the team. But his but his, the shots he made bro, he was made. bigger than any big superstar. Bro. That's what I'm saying. So Shaq they don't tipped get it. it out because he didn't want to get fouled. He even said that shit publicly, and then he knocked that bit. Like, bro, he's made some big-ass shots for a big bunch shot. of Some of the best shooters in NBA history, that, especially behind the three-point line, can't make shots in the last two, last 30 seconds of the game. Yeah, he, it's proven in history. He came off the bench ice cold and would knock the motherfucker down. So, um, uh, y'all had, uh, uh, Seabosh? Yep. Yep. Early. How was that one? Good. Yeah. It was during the pandemic, though, wasn't it? Yep. I fuck with Bosch. We competed when we were younger. We played on the same uh, AAU team, too, for a little bit. Brandon Roy. <coughs> Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. 
uh, this this painting with Sam Brandon Roy over <laughs> oh, here. That, Damn, that that motherfucker talk too. Damn. You know what? We we haven't had him. Oh, you haven't had Brandon Roy? No. Damn. I, why we didn't think of that? Damn. We have. No, shut up. Okay. We didn't. Uh, he's stupid, <laughs> Y'all had Gio, Greg. Who? Greg Oden. Ooh, no, that'd be. I want to. I want to hear his story, bro. I, I feel to. like he been. So I hit I would him. Love so I, to, bro. I, decide not I started following him maybe like a year ago and just kind of because I didn't know where he was either I started following him and kind of see him went back to school and yeah he was getting his degree was coaching and I was commenting shit on his stuff and liking his stuff and and I sent him a DM and he just read it it was left me on scene so I don't but I didn't have no relationship with him or anything yeah. so put that good but word in we'll press he, the line yeah he ain't no bad dude either though I know think he has a hell I mean he has a hell of a story to tell I want to I want to hear his story because I feel like bro he gets so so uh dissed or yeah. like dismissed you know what i'm saying i yeah. feel like he need to tell his side of the story like, like bro bus, he got... can't, bus can't even be put next to his name in the same sentence because when he was healthy he was he a was real fucking problem but how good would you be with one leg longer than the other like could you even dominate right. at all if your shit that you know what i'm saying i so had I... two good legs that couldn't do shit he could do. <laughs> so let's just put it that way <laughs> so nah i think i think he deserves to tell I, his story on a to. safe space you yeah. know what we'll be, and this is a we'll, we, yeah. we'll be honored yeah, yeah. take you know care and let him control his own there yeah, yeah. yeah i think cool all right man well that's a wrap la again we man we appreciate you spending yes, some time yeah. and, and and giving the world a chance to get to know who you were because yeah. again you were one of the great players <laughs> yeah. that, that don't talk much but to come to yeah. find out you cool yeah, you're no. cool as shit no, so no, appreciate, appreciate that, your bro. time we uh we'll catch you tune in you know where to find us we'll see y'all later in the pressure cooker of the nba playoffs there's no room to fake it every pass shot and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.